show welcome everybody to show number 22 and we are back with a big show here for show 22 uh, brought to you by mpe suspension and pro powder powder coating tonight's show big one for us we are going to be going through a 450 review or preview should i say uh and uh, man we've got some cool guests coming up to, to talk about this as well so as always the uh moto limited show is brought to you by mpe suspension mpesuspension.com.au paul and the team up there have been doing it for over 15 years with your suspension modifications everything like that as well as being the Husqvarna dealer up on the Sunshine Coast so if you're in the need for a new Husqvarna or you need to get that bike handling better I know Paul is flat out at the moment with all the 21 stuff and testing and getting ready for the new season but definitely go up there and get Paul if you want the best in the game to to do it. Uh, MPE are also the leading sponsors of our local state series stuff with the Central Queensland Motocross, Sunshine State Motocross and Queensland Motocross Series. So as always, support the sponsors that support the show here and also that support the sport that we get to enjoy. Um, and as always, mention the Moto Limited show up there and they will try and help you out. Pro Powder Powder Coating, uh, as again, Adam and the team there, propowder.com.au with over 10 years in, in the business, uh, specializing in mining, energy agricultural, automotive and engineering industry sectors. Um, their point of difference is protecting your investment. So you want something to be protected better than just paint. Powder coating is a way to go. Uh, they do a lot of stuff for drag racing, speedway, motocross and many more sports. So if you want something done, your moto frame, there's a few frames going around at the moment and a few bike builds. You want it done properly, go and see Adam and the team there. Uh, mention the Moto Limited show and they'll help you out as well. And new sponsor on the show uh, is TCX Boots. The TCX Comp Evo 9 is a high-quality, affordable boot. Uh, retails for $5.99. Uh, features a double-flex control system uh, for around the ankle area to improve support uh, without compromising the feel, uh, as well as the Michelin MX Hybrid Sole uh, with micro grooves in there to ev uh, evacuate water uh, for maximum grip on the pegs at all time. Uh, check them out at your local retailer or at linkin.com.au. Uh, the boot choice of myself, uh, as well, is uh, top off-road rider Josh Green. Uh, so if you want to check them out, new sponsor for us. So massive shout out to TCX Boots uh, for coming on board. So as I said, big show for show 22 here. Uh, joining me as always in the director chair, it's director Nick. What is going on, buddy? Made another day, you know, doing a bit, a bit different show. It's uh, it's daylight outside. What's it, going on? It's daylight outside. So we are pre-recording these shows. Um, this will be the second show that we're recording for the day. Uh, we're doing a 250 and 450 uh, preview shows. Yep. Uh, and uh, we've got... 
guests from America joining us. So we've got the industry inside of the guys that are on the ground over there. Seeing as though we can't get our backsides to the States to try and do some of this. Don't rub it in. <laughs> I know. Um, so we got some of them on. So it's daytime. We're pre-recording these two shows. So 21 and, and this show 22. Uh, we'll come out in the next, uh, we'll be out. By the time you listen to this, you would have already listened to 21. Um, but yeah, so daytime. Live stream is working, working, but we're not live streaming these shows. And that frustrates me a lot. It is. It does. <laughs> You've been, we, we worked last night and got it sorted. Uh, and you're like, oh, I wish we could live stream. I was like, well, it's daytime. <laughs> Nobody's going to be listening to us today. Um, but massive effort by yourself to put it together it, Thank it, you. it looks good um, we're getting somewhere feels like <laughs> feels like in life a few little teething issues but yeah so uh, guys our first live show will be the 4th of January um, when we get back from the Christmas break uh, we'll be live on the Facebook and YouTube 6pm uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time um, if you want to join in you'll be able to comment through to the show we'll be able to see all them have a, have a conversation with you answer questions if you want to throw a question our way um that's going to be happening so the the next show back the 4th of january will be be the first live show that we do uh we're still working on the the lineup for that one but we've been working hard trying to get these two shows together so we're we're working at it um and a new sponsor on the show nick tcx boots pretty cool it's pretty cool to have uh link international jump on board um and and sponsor show with the the tc tcx boots um personal boots of myself so hey. I'm, uh, i can i can vouch for them uh, yep. they definitely i'm sure i've worn them before yeah, I mean, the new ones are different again. I've worn, I think I wore a new of people that had the older ones, yeah. but the new ones are much better, yeah. feel better. Um, and that's like a, in the way of boots too, that's a cheap, affordable boot. It is. And like I mean, compared it's, to other brands, well, you, you can be spending 900 plus. Easy, so, yeah. e- easy. And and as I said, like I have a bad ankle, like <laughs> I don't, I don't. Sort of my boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like the, it's as worse quality of boot than the top of the range yep. you know well Alpine Star's the leader everyone wants to wear you know Tech 10s and I'm like this is the same sort of boot they're just this whole inner booty thing always yeah. gets me I lose feel with it where see I and a lot like I've heard a lot of people like a lot of the supercross riders in the US yeah. do not wear inner booties yeah like I, they pull them out of the boot yeah I, I mean I lose all feel so with these I got good ankle support for my dodgy ankle but <laughs> I can still feel everything and I'm a I'm fussy as I mean I'm when I'm racing and I'm real fussy, dude, I will take eights because I didn't like the molded sole. <laughs> like I'm getting used to the molded sole on these TCXs and enjoying them. So, uh, but no, it's cool to have them on board. And as, and as always, you know, Pro Powder and MPE, um, you know, big sponsors of, of the show. So tonight's show or today's show for us, number 22, we are doing the 450 preview. I'm excited to get our guest on. We're going to get him on here in a little bit, but, um, Let's start off with what you think about the Supercross schedule. The schedule is, okay, it's not ideal. There's, yeah. there's not rounds, obviously, in California, but from what's happening in the world right now, mm. any race is, is good. Yep. And the fact that they can run 17 rounds, yeah, 
I'm all for it. And like, dude, there's places like Orlando that just got on the schedule last week. That's cool. Like, yeah. we've never seen it there before. So, well, apparently we have years ago. I did some research. Steve lied. <laughs> no, I done some research. We've been there. Apparently, it went there ages ago, but it's a really old stadium, and it's not the greatest. The the change, and we put a post up. And when I read it, I seen Atlanta, so I thought, oh, we're going to exactly. The yeah. Benstone, but yep. it is actually Atlanta Motor Speedway. So there's apparently there's going to be three tracks, three different tracks on the one location and the three rounds are going to be around the Atlanta Motor Speedway in different sections. That's of different cool. Tracks. Have they raced in there before? No. So it's never. So it's going to be like... So the, that's the NASCAR track or the IndyCar yeah, track? the NASCAR track. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So that's almost like a Daytona feel. That's what they're saying. Yeah. What's it going to be like Daytona, you know, and from... You know everything that we've heard. You know, and our guests will will surely ask them. You know, it, it's like we want to see more stuff like Daytona, so like out there stuff on these speedway tracks, a different feel. You know, but make it a supercross track exactly. But like, and when you think about it, like three rounds outside again, that adds a completely different variable. Weather and it's Orlando, it's yeah. Florida, dude. Yeah. It rains it every day. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm stoked. I mean, the biggest thing is like I've heard conversations about what the tracks are going to look like. I mean, imagine seeing a track that just had like a 200 meter like rhythm lane, like just <laughs> like a straight rhythm lane and yeah. then turn and then like, you know, just insane. It'd be sick to see something really weird like that. that yeah. Really, because I mean, you know, you put a heap of corners in, yeah, that's where the passing, but most of the time the passing comes from the rhythm lanes and people doing different stuff and getting the speed. Like imagine seeing a rhythm lane where they're just going at it all the way down to the end and then turn and yeah. I reckon it'd be sick. Well, could you see like the, the guys from like Baker's factory benefiting from this like it's the same soil yeah but I mean they truck soil in for different true different I, I would like dare that. think that they're going to keep it sort of like iconic to be that sort of sandy sort of based loam mm, I mean <laughs> you don't know like we had the, the round in Tampa yep. last year that was different yeah and it was hard it looked like hard yeah. as a rock and they put that beach sand in was it was that that did you remember that section where uh, Eli passed yeah. AC yeah, and AC like went backwards <laughs> in yeah. the sand yeah no, that's, <laughs> that was cool that's the one. So that's what I mean. Like, and that was baked like yeah. black, you know. So, and that's in Florida. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. I think they'll truck in the dirt. They need to build a proper supercross track and yeah. for it to hold together. Like, I mean, they've got choices of soil everywhere. Yeah. So, well, we, well, with Tampa, mm. believe it or not, but they built the track out of clay mm. and then they topped it with sand. Yeah, that's why. Like, even in that section, they were getting so much drive because in the bottom of the rut, they were down into freaking clay. clay. That's why it was so slick as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I like the the schedule, no triple crowns, uh, which I mean, it's funny. Uh, like the reason they're not having them is because the teams can't carry that amount of bikes. Because I mean, you know, there's no West Coast rounds really, yep. so everything's going to be on the truck over east um, or central to east. And uh, they're like, "Well, we can't carry that many spare bikes." And it's like, "What about the privateers that never have it anyway?" Like, <laughs> I know they're not in the championship yep. hard and none of that stuff, but it's just funny how it's like we're not going to have it because the teams can't carry that many bikes. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like I guess we see who dictates. Yeah. Exactly right. Like, it looks positive coming into it, but 
there's a lot of variables that they've got to get through mm. just to get to Supercross. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we won't talk too much more because I'm sure our guest is going to have a lot more to say on this and we'll probably re-go over some of this stuff. So we'll be back shortly and we will get our guest on. Alrighty, and joining us on the show for this 450 AMA Supercross preview show, we have the host of the Main Event Moto podcast and the pit reporter for Supercross on NBC, Daniel Blair, joining us, mate. Thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, thank you guys. How, how How's life in the future? You're a day ahead of me. Is everything cool? Because it's... Yeah, it's uh, it's weird having you guys, and you're like, it's it's night time the day before, and we're just like, man, we're rocking into the next day. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm getting ready for dinner. I'm gonna have. I got some friends coming over for the night to stay the night. A family friend. We got drinks planned. Like, I'm getting ready to like wind down the week. You boys are already into your weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we're kicking it. <laughs> we wound down last yeah. night. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Well, we got you on because we wanted to obviously talk about 450 Supercross coming up here in 2021 uh, and all the riders and, and team changes. There's been a lot going on in this silly season. We've been trying to wrap our heads around it and we thought we need to get an expert on who's there and gets to talk to these guys because unfortunately we can't get over there at the moment. Um, so pretty much how we wanted to run this is kind of talk about some names that we want to sort of talk about how they're going to go, where we see them going and things like that. You know, obviously we'll start with Eli Tomac. He's got to be the favorite. He's got the one on the on the big green Cowie. Um, he's going to be the favorite. I don't think anyone disputes me in saying that. I agree. Um, I mean, you got to look at it a couple different ways. The, the first way is on paper, right? You look at his age, um, injury history, he's pretty healthy. He's on a bike that's not changed much. He's won, I think it was like 40-something percent of the main events the last four years. He's the number one guy. Like On paper, you can't argue. I, I You don't even allow anyone. If they try to argue, just tell them to shut up because on paper, <laughs> it's not debatable. But... But <laughs> the Supercross, like who picked Anderson to win? Yeah. Nobody true. who picked Webb to win. Nobody who picked Tomac to win. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know, man. There's too many. There's just too many fast guys to say like it's a guarantee. It's like, so if he's a favorite, it's it's by what? Like yeah. a couple percentage points. That's it's, it's it's so small back to number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. So, but yeah, he's a favorite. And I, I don't know if you guys saw an Instagram video of him the other day. I don't know if he put it up or maybe Alpine Stars or somebody, but he looks filthy right now. Yeah. Like he looks, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he looks ready, he, really ready. He put a video up the other day, like him riding around Colorado with his hoodie on, and yeah. dude, he looked dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was the Bell helmets one. Yeah, yeah. you know what? You know why? It looks easy and effortless, and for him, like you've seen crazy speed over the years, but he always looks like he's trying hard. Yeah. Whatever, it seems like he's found a way to make that speed easy. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you go to a Supercross; it's a brand new track. You got all the elements of the other riders, so that's gonna, you know, play a part. But purely as a rider, he just looks like he's got it. Like he's just he's peak prime. Like it's just as good as it can be right now, and that's scary for a guy who's won almost half the mains. In last four years so he's a favorite it's no question but i will say in this sport is it's not like the mcgrath or carmichael days his him being the favorite is very very tiny yeah. it's one little slip up or one 
you know, a, a shock setting that didn't work for three. Something like that can change the whole thing because everyone's so good now. So he's a favorite. I'll give it to him, but he's not sleeping easy. There's no way because there's just so many good guys that are right there. I I would put Cooper second. I, I don't know why, yep. but I just feel like it's just after the season last year or this year, sorry, he had the injury, he come back, dude. He still brung it to the last two rounds. So, and he was sort of the yep. only rider out of all of them that took Eli the whole way. Well, he, took, he took the most points out of Salt Lake City. Exactly. Like he was yep. the best in Salt Lake. So, you know, <sighs> if, if we can get that Cooper Webb to show up at Houston one, which is weird to say still, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, yeah, Eli is ahead, but if we get that Cooper Webb, he's not that much ahead of that. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. At Salt Lake, he was the best there. Um, he's the 2019 champ, and he, he didn't look into it. He was he was, he was was better than everybody yeah. when it mattered. Um, and I'll tell you the truth. I mean, you you guys know it's a, it's a mentality issue. Once you get to the top, Rocks and Webb, they're, they're all like within a – tenth of a percent of each other but it's all up here in the brain and i can tell you right now if every rider in the field would love to win the title next year but i think webb's the only one that is will be furious if it doesn't happen yeah he's got that kind of brain you know it's like an old school brain and i just i i look at the tracks you know we lost the glendale races which are not good for cooper um we go to all these tracks like that are tight sticky inside line low berm ruddy whoops so you're jumping I mean if you look at the schedule it's kind of built for Webb yeah. and even Muscan yeah. I, I, he's kind of getting like left out of the conversation yeah. I, I'm sure we'll get to him Yeah, you gotta bring him back in too because of the track types yeah. it's this tight sticky jumpy type tracks that they're gonna have and um, it, it suits those guys it, and suits guys that get good starts so the schedule I think actually works against Eli a little bit just because of where we're going we're going to places where he's had goofy things happen Yeah, um, and play is where you can't make up from bad starts as much so that's the one thing like for Webb I'll give him a little bit of a boost over the rest is I just think the tracks will suit him the stadiums will and his brain he just he's just a he's bitter if he's yeah. not winning and, got, and that he's got mentality that will carry shoulder. you through four yeah. months of racing yeah and I think always when he was winning he had it. yeah just, and I uh, like yeah. I was listening to the I think it was Dean Wilson the other day and they were talking about the Baker's Factory at the moment that track is the roughest it's the most technical it's ever been and dude that is going to Benefit. That is going to benefit them 100% when they get to these East Coast rounds, which are renowned for being, you know, rough, muddy, and just just ruddy. Like, it's just going to benefit them, boys. Yep. And and like like uh, Daniel was just saying, like, Marvin is such a technical rider. Like, he can mm. he can, he can make time up by jumping through the whoops, et cetera, like that. Mm. Like, it's just, like you said, I reckon the same thing. It's going to benefit them, boys, 100%. Four. I agree. I agree. And, and and again, California has become way less meaningful this year. I see guys out doing their motos and I'm kind of just like, okay, I know you got, I know you live there. You got to do what you got to do, but we ain't, no. it's not going to be a lot of that this year. It is going to be, I mean, Houston is always soft. Arlington has somehow turned into a soft river. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's be hardback, but everything is going to be, be ruddy sticky line changing and that's where again those baker factory guys are good because they thrash those tracks and they do their motos when things are pretty bad and in in supercross by the time you get to the end of the night the 450 main i know the track crew will go do some stuff 
but by like the seventh lap, it's it it's bad, and it's yeah. just survival. And those those dudes, they're good at stuff like that. And these these stadiums are, it's kind of all built in their favor a little bit right now. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously we've gone Tomac and and Webb. They're sort of you know one one a you know, and I think the the next guy that I want to talk about and. I mean, I don't think I'm the only one that's going to have these same question marks is obviously Ken Roxon. Like, what what are we going to see out of Kenny this year? Like, are we going to see... Because, I mean, I went back the other day and watched the 19 recap... Oh, sorry, this year, 20 recap. And he was super dominant at the start of this year. And we all forget because of what we watched at Salt Lake. So my question is, do we get the first half of the year, Kenny, or do we get Salt Lake, Kenny? And I'm hoping that the time off, we get... Get start of the year, Kenny. Hmm. <laughs> He's the hardest one to read, man, because you just well, you, just, you know what it is? Is you know the potential. Like yeah. on any given night, he could just be better than everybody. I don't know. I, I'm thinking of the triple crown, uh, triple crown at Glendale, yep. St. Louis. He's just got. He has the ability to just be better than everybody. But my my biggest concern is like everything else. Mm. You know the the the. Is he healthy? I, I hope so. I think so. I've heard he is. Um, you know, is he motivated? I, I would think after a summer off, you know, he'd probably be really fired up, but then he just had a kid. Yeah. Yep. There's just so many variables that I don't, I don't, it's one of those things where I don't think you can ever really predict with him. He could go and win the title and be the best guy and we'd be like, okay, finally. Yeah. Or he could start strong and fade off and we could be like, okay, that's it's like the last two years. Like, I really don't know what, I, I, I guess I would, if I was financially invested in betting, I probably wouldn't go there. Yeah. I'm just there's too many questions. But like, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Would you? I mean, if he wins a title, are you going to be surprised? No. Like, no yeah. He's Ken Roxon, but I just there's a lot of other variables with him that not other guys are having to deal with. So I just wonder, like, I, I need answers to those questions before I can go all in. Yeah. On the talent side, I'm all in. But there's just things, yeah. and I need to I need to make sure that those things are good before I would like be all in you know and, and and the competition getting stiffer doesn't help him it, it hurts him more i think than anybody if we get to like round four round five and he's still starting off slow and doesn't look good i seriously worry like it's how much longer is honda going to keep that like they've invested so much money into him and really they haven't he hasn't delivered on what they've invested in simple as that no, and it's true, and there and there's pressure behind that. And that's the thing you got to remember. It's like all these riders will tell you, "Oh, I'm not worried about pressure. I put so much pressure on myself," and that's true. But you still have pressure from your sponsors, your manufacturers, your fans, the media, the industry, and that guy's had a lot of pressure on him for a long time now to to, to you know make right on that Honda contract, which again wasn't his fault. He had injury and injury that caused a lot of problems. Yeah. It wasn't. It was no one's fault, but you just kind of get wondering, like, when is, you know, how much like a beating can Kenny take throughout the season before he just kind of goes, I can't, I can't hang with this anymore. And even Honda, I mean, what happens with Honda when, you know, if, if it's not going well, and then you got this kid Sexton who is like their next, you know, they don't, they're not expecting him to be the guy. It's Kenny. Kenny's the guy. Chase is the next guy. But if Chase comes out in the first five and is, you know, doing what I think he's going to do, which is be one of them, <laughs> it, there's just, there's going to be this new pressure that I don't think Kenny's had yet where he's having a teammate he's going to have to worry about. He's always kind of been his own guy. You know, when he was with RCH Suzuki, he didn't have a teammate to worry about. At Honda, he's never had, you know, Sealy or Brayton. He's not, they're not like, 
in the shadows where Chase Sexton, I'm sorry to tell you, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be legit. And when does that become not an issue, but just become another pound of pressure yeah. added on to the things that he's already having to deal with? That's I, I just wonder if he can handle more pressure and more weight because the guy's already dealing with a lot and I just I don't know. I don't I nobody knows. I talked to Ricky about it. Like we we don't know. Like we want it to be good, but we just don't know. Referring back to Sexton, do you put Sexton as a tier one dude? Like do you put him top five? Or is he like a top eight or straight up like here we go I, you got you heard my i mean you heard my, <laughs> what i said <laughs> dude, he's tier one dude okay so here's 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 why yes he's a rookie and he's very young for a rookie too he's younger than most yeah but some people have it they just they have it and that guy has it he you know when he beat forkner in that title it was a gift yeah he you know he don't like the way it happened he'll admit it Last year, though, he he, he he rode with a lot of authority. He did things that needed to be done when it mattered. Yep. He grew up big time in one year. Yep. And this summer, I saw Speed, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he won that last round, I said, yeah, you guys are screwed. Yep. Because the dude is fundamentally flawless. He's perfect. He's on a great team. He's big, strong. And I really don't think he has any fear of the competition. And if he does, James Stewart will get that out of oh, his head yeah, yeah. immediately. Because James Stewart has no fear. So... I, I really think he's pretty dangerous yeah. for 2021, and I and I say it as a joke because like I just you know I would love to be the guy who said he's going to win the title, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong about so much stuff, but think about it. He's he's Dungey-esque a little bit. The way he he's very strong and solid and smart, and I I, I think some people just have the it factor. Jeff yeah. Lawrence as another one. Like some people just kind of have something yeah. that the others don't, and I don't. He doesn't ride or race like a rookie, no. so I. Yeah, he's tier one to me, straight up. And that's, again, that's how does Ken Roxon deal with that when we get a month in? And, like, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah. and that, and it's that, a real question. Yeah, and that was and that was one of you know my questions with with Kenny as well. Like, I mean, I I can't remember if this is his last year of his contract or not, but like you get through this season he has a rough season as you said he's had a he's had a child he's you know he's he'll be financially set up for for a long time from what he's done in his career do you just see him go man this is just too much now like he he'd give it to the kid and let the kid go with it now uh i don't know i mean (laughs) listen no no listen i i've asked that same question i've said hey if it becomes too much, does he just say, I just can't handle this anymore? And I mentioned that to somebody who's in the know. Yep. And they pretty much said, if you saw the checks that come in every month, you just, you don't walk away from that. Nobody, uh, you, you, nobody does. So I don't know if he would be willing to walk away from the checks just because. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Nah. <laughs> I'm not walking away. Nah. I, hey, I don't care what's going on. If those checks were my checks, I'll stick around forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forever. I think we all would. Yeah. I think we all would. Um, yeah. You know, so so obviously like the chasing, like I agree with you with Chase. Like I love watching that dude ride a dirt bike. Like he just, and the best race I think I've ever watched, or not ever watched, but watched in a long time was him and Christian Craig at the last round at par, like two of the nicest looking guys on a bike ever. But I, my question to you, Daniel, is going to the 
other guy who I'm a big fan of, AC. You got the Sexton and AC story starting to develop and all that sort of stuff. What's your pick between the two? Like, I mean, we've spoken about it, Nick and I, in depth about what we think, and it's hard to break them apart. What's your opinion on those two guys together? Uh, I mean, the my first thought is like how healthy the sport is. Yeah, knowing that we've got talent at that age that's just getting started. That's the first thing. Yeah, I, I I'm weird like that. I always look in like five year waves. I want to know because when Carmichael retired, it's like. The sport's ruined. We're losing Ricky. What's going to happen? But then, like, guys come. It, it just it cycles. So my first thought is, is you have AC and Sexton, and you're just like, dude, thank God. Like, we, we've, we're safe. Like, we got major <laughs> talent at a young age. But if you want to look at the two side by side, there's similarities and there's differences. But they remind me of each other in a little bit of a way. AC's pretty fundamental, too. I don't think he's fundamentally as perfect as Chase is. I think he's a little sloppier. Um, but I think he's probably a little raw speed, like yeah. more raw speed yeah. than anybody ever. Like, he's he's the fastest guy. I, I, I'll put money down. He's fastest in Houston. Well... Yeah, I'll put money down. <laughs> we've already I, got the I money. money down, I always lose. <laughs> yeah, we've got that. Um, but no, I, I, it's the same thing as, as Sexton. I'm so optimistic for him. But the one thing that scares me is this: a, 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 he's got a repetitive thing of there's always these just goofy yeah. mess ups. Yeah. And if that guy ever figures out how to eliminate those, like they're they're all in big trouble because I think he's faster than anybody. But. His biggest problem has always been he's too passionate. He did, yeah. he wants it so bad, and sometimes when you want it too bad, you take chances or or you lose focus because you're you're emotionally driven. And that's the thing is, I Ryan Villapoto told me this one time. He was like, you know, racing is simple. When the gate goes down, you just go your fastest or the checkered. It's not complicated. Yeah, and it's it's great to hear it that way, and it worked for him. He just. That's what worked with AC. I think he's pretty emotional in a, in a positive. He, he yeah. wants it so bad. He, his dr- drive is pouring out of him, but that's what bites him every time. Every mistake I see out of him comes from too much passion yeah. and drive and want. And I think if he can scale that back and rely on his speed a little bit better and go like, look, I'm fast. I'm good. And treat every night like it's not Loretta's. Cause I think he kind of treats every night. Like it's, this is the one. Yeah. If he can eliminate that and go, I'm going to back it off 5% emotionally and just click my laps. Like he could win the title straight up. He's, he's just as good as anybody. And he's probably faster than everybody. So again, his biggest problem to me is he's just, he's, he's almost too driven in the 20 minutes where you need to kind of just trust your instincts more. And I think that he gets a little too caught up because he wants to win so damn bad and it gets him. And it's like, wash out here, wash out. It's not like he's flipping through the air every time. It's little things because he just doesn't want to give an inch. And I think if he gave an inch, he would actually be better for it. I remember you saying that like that AC simply needs to like cut out some of this goofiness and, you know, just tone it down a couple, couple and like, literally just get them uh, just finish the races mainly and it'll all put together and literally two weeks after you said it yeah. he wins the moto yeah like couldn't couldn't be any more closer he, he to was, the point he must <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think I even made a joke like He's got someone way smarter in his corner than me that's probably yeah. <laughs> yelling at him the same thing every day. So it's not, but it was, the timing looked good for me. But he didn't listen to me. <laughs> we all did, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'll take it, but 
I had no influence on that. He's got Nick Way in his corner. Nick yeah. Way is so freaking smart, man. Like, like again, he, he's got good people around him. It's going to come together. Like that guy, that guy's going to win so much. Yeah, and he's so young, but um, he just needs to tr- trust himself more and realize that. He doesn't have to go over because he's good enough to not have to do that. And yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He can do so sick. He'll be fine. Yeah. Well, we we t- we spoke about that like when we were talking about how we how we break the two apart. Like, and as you said, like we've we put money down that that AC is going to be quickest at, at Houston. Like he just he's got that raw speed, but then Chase is a little off that. But he's you know as you said fundamentally just way better. But I'm as I said I'm a huge AC fan. I want to see him. You know, I, I, I want to pick him for the title, but again, it's one of those ones where you just—it's a hope and a prayer a little bit uh, until you see what he comes out with. Um, but yeah, I'm—I'm I'm hoping that he cleans it up that little bit, takes it off like that two percent, and you know, he's—he's going to be—he's going to be the guy uh, here in the future for sure. Not—not not riding style wise, no. and even the crashes aren't the same. But he reminds me of Trey Kennard a little bit, where. He's just too committed to yeah. letting everything out of the bag at every minute. Yeah. It's just like, it's almost too much. All right, let's just see. I'm, I, I'll go for it. And I, I, again, I don't, that will work at Monster Cup. Yeah. That and it will did. work at uh, Loretta yeah. Lynn's. It doesn't work for four months. No. It doesn't work for four months. No, 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 no definitely right. And as I said, look, you've watched him even in his, you know, I mean, the Instagram bangers that every one of them puts up in this off season. And he looks just as good on the bike as well as the top guys, you know. So um, it'll be interesting to see what we what we get come Houston 1. Uh, the the next guy I wanted to talk about is obviously our, you know, the 202450 outdoor champ in Zach Osborne. Like he's another guy that I mean it's taken us a little bit to get to him but he's another guy that could be there and we could be talking about come the final rounds at Salt Lake yeah and it, well you know it's funny it's not it's not fair because he's won three championships before the summer he won the you know 250 outdoor and two 250 supercrosses so it's like the guy's been racking up titles now for a while but i i kind of felt like i needed to see what he did this summer yeah. and win that 450 title to make me believe that he's got a shot at it because before that i would always think oh he's good but this or but that but winning the 450 outdoor title and even having a couple bumps in the road that he had to come back from yeah. and like you know he had a week what was the what was the one he lost a bunch of points he something happened and he Milton. bounced back yeah. next weekend just Yes. Yeah. So seeing that and seeing him just handle the whole thing, now I feel like he needs to be in consideration for the title because he's proven on a 450 that he can go from the beginning to the end. Where before I just felt like there's just a couple things that I don't feel like he's got that they got. Um, but when you look at Salt Lake and then you look at the summer and you just know how he works and you know where he's at, like, you know, and, and, and who he's battling with every day. The math tells me he's got to be in consideration. I, I do think, I mean, unf- and it's unfair to say a little bit, but I, I don't know if he's got the Supercross skill set that a couple of the other guys have, like Chase and AC and even Eli. I feel like it's a little bit harder for him, but lucky for him, just his his DNA makeup, he's such a fighter yeah. that I think he overcomes that a lot. But that kind of, it, it bites him every once in a while. He has some big get-offs because I think he's pushing at that max. And I, and I think sometimes it just catches up to him. So 
Um, if he's going to get the title, he's going to have to be like a like a boa constrictor and just suffocate these guys late in motos and just you know if he's got a fifth on the board, get to third in the last three laps. Like he's going to have to just do a lot of that kind of stuff. It, it, it would, I think, it would be a gritty, messy championship for him to get because that's how he would have to do it. It's just yeah. beat these guys in a fight because I don't think it'll come easy to him in, indoors. It, it'll never come. Just like like you watch Ken Roxon some nights, you're just like God, like that, yeah. even try. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be like that for Zach. It's, he's gonna have to really fight. Yeah. Uh, but he's proven that he should be considered a contender, and I, I consider him one for sure. Do you think that? Confidence is all that was missing. Like, is it was it more so in his head now that he knows? Okay, I can do this. I can win races. Like, is is that the missing piece of the puzzle for Osborne? Or yeah, I think it's. But I think it's all of them. Um, put it this way: there's probably ten guys on the line of the main that think yeah. they can win. They think they can. There's probably three or four that know they can. Yeah. And that's kind of the big difference. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on the line going, God, I think I can do this. Well, then the first piece of adversity shoots it right out of you. I mean, then you're just done. Yeah. Or someone who knows they can win, they could have a couple things happen in a moto and they still just, like, don't give in because they think they should. But, yeah. So I, I think I think it's not a belief that he can. It's more a belief that he should now. That, that's where I think he turned the page this summer. Again, it went from a guy who was like, I think I can do this, to... Oh, I'm winning. Yeah, I'm yeah. winning. Yeah, and that's the big step, and it, it takes a win or two. And it's funny because I really do think that Salt Lake win gave Zach just that little shove yeah. over the fence. Yeah, and it went from a, being from a believer to a demander. Like I demand a win. Where before it's like I, I think I can. Yeah. So that that's to me that's that's where the brain. That's how you become a real title threat and a race winner in the 450 class is when you can move from being a believer in yourself to demanding that result every time yeah. that's when you turn the page yeah and I mean you know the the Salt Lake win as you said sort of give him that nudge uh, and then for me watching the outdoor series like I believe that ride at WW where he held off Tomac to the end there that that's what gives me a little bit more hope leading into Supercross like yeah fundamentally his riding style is not set up for Supercross but knowing in the back of your mind that Tomac was the dominant outdoor rider for the last three years and has won the most Supercross and that he's I wouldn't say preferred discipline, but he's won three titles back to back in that discipline. He straight up beat him when he was on one of those Tomac specials, you know, that just late in the race charges and he beat him straight up and didn't have to. Man, that like Osborne is that confidence guy and that would I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, dude, Supercross isn't you know, not a thing now. I'm I'm going to beat these guys. Like if I can do that there, yep. I can do it in a stadium. Yep. I agree, but the way he did that race, where he had to fight off Eli, yeah, I, it's going to take he, whatever that wherever he was in in that mode. Yes, it would have to be a lot of that. Like yes. I said, he's not going to work everybody. No. He's not going to just smoke everybody. So it'll be that kind of stuff seventeen times. Yeah, for him to pull it off. But, but. Oh, lost him. Lost him. Connection's gone. He's gonna have to dig deep, like last five minutes yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah, and that's that. I don't think that's a 
problem for him. I think yeah. he kind of likes that. So it's it's yeah. okay. It's it, good for him. It's good. Yeah. Now we're we're you know we're excited to see. And I mean, like already where we've gone through like six names there that are all in in contention, and we've still got I've got a heap more that I want to talk about. That's for sure. Um, uh, the the next guy to me is obviously Osborne's teammate Anderson, who was the eighteen uh, nineteen no eighteen champion. The yep. years of muddling themselves up here, eighteen champion. You know he he didn't show too much last year, but he's changed his program and he's out doing his own thing now. Like what, what you know we've heard a couple of different opinions, but what's your opinion on what Anderson can bring here in twenty twenty one? This one's hard for me because. Yeah. You, you got you got this public perception versus what I privately know about the guy. Like you know, he's his jersey's untucked. He's he likes to hang with his boys. Team fried. All that. That's that is cool for him as a person, as his as his brand and who he is as a guy. But that guy works as hard as anybody, and he is like, I mean, he's a racer. He's a and he's a big lights kind of guy. Like I think of the motocross of nations. I think of. Anaheim won a couple years back. Like he just has this thing. Like when the lights are on, he 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 does better than everyone expects all the time. Yeah. So uh, he's in the conversation. He's won a championship before, and he's healthy. And he's on the same. But there's no reason you can't say he's going to be one of the contenders. I guess my question, my question coming in would be: Does he want to suffer enough to be the champion, or does he like where he's at and being one to? seven on a bad night, whatever, where he just goes and rides and he has fun and it's like cool no matter what. Cause he's got this attitude. I've seen him, I've seen him win and come off and he looks grumpy Yeah, and I've seen him get like eighth and he comes off and he looks the exact same. And I kind of don't know if he really feels different. I kind of feel like he likes racing. Yeah. More technical difficulties here. The good, the good stuff. Yeah. The good stuff. It'll catch up. Almost. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's got that, you know, that's just, I don't know. I, I feel like you have to have it though. So that's where I, that's where I, that's where my question begins and ends with him. Yeah. One of the bets I've got so far is that the first hole shot of the year will be Joey Savacci. <laughs> what is your thoughts on the number 17 with the Rocky Mountain KDM for this season? Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him that he landed where he did. Um, he's a hard one to understand because he was a rookie of the year. He showed so much promise. And then since then, it's been just... I mean, look what you guys did to him down there. You guys, hey, you guys ruined hey, everything. We had nothing to do with week. that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what I mean? Like, he's so off the radar because it's been a while since he's been, like, up there that I kind of, like, I forget about him. And I don't think that's fair. He's a rookie of the year. The guy's won how many 250 Supercrosses? So, but I, you know what? I, we got you got money on a whole shot. I, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll get. I'll throw a little bit on that because I can see a whole shot in round one. No yeah, problem. boy. <laughs> good starters. He's a good starter. 
So I'll throw I'll throw five bucks on that. I mean, uh, uh, so now I probably ruin the whole damn thing for that, <laughs> whenever I bet money, I lose. Yeah, right. yeah, do that because I've got I've got it on the I've got it on the AC nine. Uh, he had pulled a lot of hole shots last year too. Everyone seems to forget. Even outdoors, he was murdering starts outdoors. So yep. I'm, I'm I'll bet against you for sure. I'll take I'll take you ten bucks. <laughs> Dream team, hey, bro. Yeah. Dream team. I'll just I'll just send it to you because I'm I'll lose it. But no, I, I like I like Joey coming in. Yep. Um, a little bit of a fresh start, a little bit of a reset. He needs it. Yep. And um, I, I I like the guy. Some people give him a hard time because of his demeanor and the way he comes across. I I'm, I personally am okay with it. I, I think he's a good dude, and um, I think he gets a lot of. Uh, I think he gets a lot of crap unfairly, to yeah. be honest. I, I really, I think he's a really good dude that gets just there's a perception on him that I don't think is fair. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah and we've spoken about that too, like you know, in depth. Like we just we should really record a lot of our conversations because we go in depth on a lot of this stuff. But we've spoken about that, and I'm the same. Like you know, the stuff that happened with Osborne, like he gets criticised for that, and it's like you know that's unfair. And then you know you you get the you get the other, you know, the the stuff that happened with Eli at Monster Cup and all the stuff, you know, and it's just like, really, like, you guys, if any of us were put in that same situation, you don't think we would have done the same thing? Or but nobody sees that. They just, like, want to blow him out because, again, as you said, he doesn't have that perception within and that, you know, everyone sort of... Like, puts him in a in a box and it's like yeah. that's not fair to to just follow everyone else's opinion like you know i, I want to i'd love to meet the guy to have a chat and just ask him some questions that i've had because i mean he probably answer him and i'd be like yeah i'm a i'm a fan now you know because he'd probably answer yeah. it in a way I that every, you every time i've ever spoke to him every time i've ever spoke to him he's super polite yeah. Very direct answers questions. He's, in fact, he's he's pretty open and honest, which ends up biting him sometimes because yeah. he tells the truth on what he feels. And I don't think he knows how to message it in a tone that sounds great. So people think they think of you know uh, they don't they don't like the way he says his truth. And I and that's not fair. I, I mean, if he's gonna say the truth, I, I I'm grateful for it. I'd rather hear that than just have someone smile at me and not tell me anything. Yeah, and that, that sucks. That's one. So I'd rather have him be the way he is. I, I like him. That's one thing that annoys me so much about it is people say, okay, I want to see like the true the true person yeah. who he is. I want the riders not to act like robots. I want them to, to show emotion. I want them to be honest. The second he goes and does it, he gets slandered for it. Like, what do we, you want? We need to keep... We, hey, you're, you're about to go on a tangent here, I'm, buddy. I'm cheating <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan here. Well, okay, so listen. Everybody wants... Everyone wants the riders to be more open and honest and whatever, but they all want everyone to be AC. Like, yeah. they're like, be open and honest like AC and be yeah. smiley and happy. And it's like, if you want someone to be open and honest, you're not going to get that same personality. Dude, not everyone was gifted like Adam of yeah. being just like, just, he's such a glowing person. He's just, you know, super pot. It, you're not going to get that for everybody. So when you say you want someone to be open and honest, realize that that might be their open and honest way. Not everyone's going to be Adam. You know, it's, it's Adam has this like pedestal yeah. of personality. That's not fair. He makes it really bad for everyone else. Cause he's so cool. Like, it's so likable. And it's like, not, you know, it's, 
People want everyone to act like AC. There's the shit. It's not going to happen. No, nah, no, nah, that's right. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Joey, like, I think he's, he's definitely on a, I mean, as bad as it is to say, a much better motorcycle. I mean, I had the Suzuki and I've ridden it and it's a great bike, but I think compared to that, what he rode last year and he, he said, he has said he wasn't comfortable on it to hop it on this KDM, which has been proven with factory parts. I think, I think we're going to see that 19 Joey that was on Cowie this year in 21, I think. Maybe, well, maybe better too, because even on Instagram, he's posting videos where he's working with Michael Byrne. I mean, let's be honest about Blake Baggett. Blake, he was not a good supercross rider at first. And Michael Byrne really changed some things. Joey is actually a better supercross rider yeah. out of the box than Blake was. Yeah, so if Michael Byrne can have some impact there, like I think Joey could actually be a lot better than we even think because he's got someone that's fixing a couple little things that Joey was doing wrong. And if he can make Baggett be the fastest dude I've ever seen in the whoops ever, yeah. I'm pretty sure he can help Joey too. Yeah. You know? That's right. And and it just goes to show us Australians, you know, really got a talent for this thing. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good, Michael. Yeah, Byrne. you guys you guys have had a, a few decent ones like Chad and <laughs> It's been a while. We're, yeah, we're now jet a little, yeah, a little. Yeah, we're stoked that yeah. we got. Those we're we're guys. going, we're going good. Yeah, we're we're happy we've got the next one because when you know, obviously Chad. Yeah, hey, you guys, you guys lucked out on your timing, man. Right when Chad's on his way out, Jet comes in. Like yeah. that could have been a bad gap for y'all. We, we were only bad, talking about that the other week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we spoke about that the other week and we were like, man, it's it's very fortunate because with Chad on the way out, you know, we're like, oh, damn, we we don't have it. You know, we've had a lot of guys go over there and try and, you know, there's some more coming over this year as well to ride Supercross uh, with Tanty coming over as well. But yeah, just yep. the, the, yeah, the luck where the Lawrence brothers come right at the right time. And I mean, for us, like we're big fans too because, I mean, we've I've known Jet since he was six yeah. years old running around. Like he raced at all our state level stuff so we've known them since they were tiny you know and it's cool to see them over there now on that big stage but we don't want to go too deep into 250 stuff do we (laughs) do we see chad at a at a supercross does chad race a supercross this year daniel i actually talked to chad today Uh uh-oh i have the answer to that Uh uh-oh and I can't share it. He's not breaking it up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, well, we'll find out. I, look, I, 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 here's the truth. I'm a, let, me tell you, let me tell you the truth because I, I get this a lot because I, I am a secret holder. Bad. And I always <laughs> tease it and I, I apologize. You've got to drop the scene. on my own show. <laughs> Problem is, is I know, I know stuff that I just can't, it's not my place to say. And I'm also not media. Like I'm not like breaking news, you know, get your info from Daniel. That's not me. I, I, I like other people to get it and then I'll comment on it because I want to analyze it, but I, I'm not a journalist like that. So the news of him will come out and when it does, we'll talk about it. But the timing is bad that we're, you're asking because I talked to him today and I know the answer. Uh, uh, Well, that's good. We'll wait and see. As I said, either way, I think it's going to be, if we see Chad, we do. If we don't, then... One more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he went out. He went out. He's still healthy. You know, that's the main thing I think that we really need to focus on is he's had a long career and, and been very fortunate in his injuries, that's for sure. Oh, he's a legend, man. Yeah, guy, he's... 
something else. That's right. All right, let's get back onto this. We, we don't want to take up too much of your time. You've obviously got a party to go and attend to, so we, we got a few more here. The biggest, uh, one of the biggest changes in the off-season was obviously the introduction of Gas Gas and Justin Barsha signing for Gas Gas and that sort of stuff. And if you've been watching the, the Instagram videos and that, he looks awesome on that Gas Gas. What, you know, where do you see Justin coming in and to, to 21? All right, so you know how you come into a season and you got, like, your favorite. Like, who, like, I don't know. Like, for me, I, I would probably say Webb would be who, who I fall. Like, if you said Daniel, pick now. I, I pick Webb. Yep. Okay? Yep. But it's really, really close. But if you said, Daniel, give me, give me the guy who you think is not being considered enough, whatever, it's Barsha. Look, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to put some pieces together right now that are going to make sense, and I think you'll understand when I'm done here. Barsha has had a very weird 450 career. He was a unbelievable rookie. Remember, he came out on that Honda and like won a couple. Like he, I mean, I, we haven't seen a rookie that sick in a long time. He was better than, I think, I think he might have been better than Kenny. Eli. He was a really good rookie. <laughs> made the decision and I, I think team-wise made a lot of moves that probably didn't end up working out the best, whatever. Yep. He is on now, I think, the absolute best bike that he could ever be on for him. And I think a couple of years ago, remember, there was that debate over Tickle and Barsha, who was going to end up on KTM. Yep. And when that talk was happening, I was like, oh, man, if Barsha ends up at KTM, like, yep. look out. So he goes on to Gas Gas now, same thing, but, you know, he's the face, he's the man. And I think he likes, I think he likes to be like the man. And TK, the team manager, like, I think he wants someone like Bam Bam. There's just too perfect of a fit everywhere across the board. And if you look back in their 250 careers, Barca was better than any of these guys. Any, any, any. Like he's the best, one of the best 250 Supercross riders we've ever had. I mean, he almost perfect seasoned it. He's incredible. So he, I think purely from a Supercross standpoint, I think he has things that Eli don't have, Cooper don't have. I think he's got some things. It's been all about getting him in the right situation. And honestly, the bike, the team, his age, his health, you mix all that together. And he honestly could straight up win this thing and shock everybody. But you all shouldn't be shocked. He Go back seven years ago, he's better than any of these guys ever. So there's a magical combination, I think, happening with him. And really, if you look at how he did last year, he got, what, fourth in points or something. So it's not like he just fell apart. He was good all the way to Salt Lake City. And I think he truly was having bike issues there. Yep. Because that bike doesn't react well in the hard pack as much. So you put him on these tracks on that gas gas and he's healthy. And from what I've heard conversations with the people around him, super scary. And if you're not taking him serious, everybody out there is they're foolish. Yeah. Like he honestly could win the title and you should not be surprised if he does straight up. No, no, we, we, again, we've had that conversation too. Like you could, you, you know, we want to see what he comes out like, but if you go on off what, you know, all the facts that you laid out on paper, like he should be very scary. And, and he's even, I mean, in interviews he's done since he signed it, he, he's wanted to be on this motorcycle. So yep. if you have that in your head where it's like, this is the motorcycle I want to be on and you take that into a full preseason healthy riding the best and you go into Houston one with that attitude like he's won a one the last two years in a row he could win Houston one and then if he can be comfortable every week on this bike where he we heard of the struggles he had with that Yamaha there's there is no reason why we could not be saying that he could be the 2021 Supercross champion Agreed. That, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to come out and say he's going to. No. I'm just saying if he does, don't be shocked no, because no. you shouldn't be. No. Yeah. 
No, nope. there, there's more there than y'all realize because he's got a, he's got that five year period where things were kind of weird. So everyone's got this perception. They don't realize that last year was really, really good. Mm. And I think he's on a better bike for him than he was last year. And the scariest thing is he knows it. And when he's confident, oh, he's scary. And I think everyone's afraid of him, too, to be honest. So uh, he's I'm super, super high on him, like way high. Yeah. Now, Dylan Ferrandez, <laughs> what do you see? Where do you put him for success? Like, if okay, if, if he's a top seven guy, that's a good thing, right? Like, that's a that's a successful transition into the four fifty class for him. Or do you see him being higher up on the scale? Or where where does he fit into these tiers? Like, it's we got no stats to go off, so. So you know how on paper we talked about Marsha and Eli and how just on paper so much makes sense? With him, it's the opposite to me. And, and, and I think long-term, he's fine. Like, don't, this is, I'm going to talk about 2021 right now. That's it. So everybody out there, don't freak out on me and get mad. Like, <laughs> I like Dylan. Long-term, he's fine. Yeah. This hand injury, yep. not good timing. Him being a little smaller on a bike that I think is not good for smaller people, not the best fit. He's a rookie in the deepest, gnarliest class it's we've ever had. That's not good for him. He's not been the best starter. Yeah. That's not good for him. So on there's I, I could I could build an argument that says this is not a good combo coming in for his first year. And I think that's I think it's gonna be like that. So for you saying seven, top seven. If he, dude, if he ends up seventh in points, I, I, he should be so happy because he's got to build off that. And there's things that are going to have to get better over time. But I, I just, I, 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 there's too many things that add up to me of being, it's not going to be as easy as something. The Dylan fans out there, I think need to be patient. That's all I got to say. I I don't see 2021 being the defining year of what he's going to be. It's that's not going to happen. He's going to be really good for five to seven. Yeah. But 2021, I believe, is going to be very, very tough yeah. for him. Yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same opinion as that. I mean, that the other question with, obviously, that whole Yamaha team switching over to Star and, and that sort of stuff, do you, you know, Plessing has gone back over as well. Um, do you think that Star are going to do a better job with this Yamaha than Factory, or do you think it's, you know, it's going to be the same? They're still going to have these issues? Like, do you think it was the bike or the team that were having the issues? <laughs> A combo. I yeah. think the Yamaha. See, here's what I honestly think. I think the Yamaha 450 might be the best 450 out of the box of any of them. They're 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 so rad. They're comfortable. They got an unbelievable power band. They they you know. I think the Yamaha. It's awesome. Yeah. The problem is, I think from a factory level, I think that they were limited because just the chassis and the way it's built doesn't like to do certain things, and you can't really change that. So, um, I think they're stuck a little bit with the base package, but I do think the star team will get more out of it because I think they're used to working with younger riders who need more help. Yeah. So they're already kind of used to steering the ship a little bit better for their guys because they usually deal with 250 riders. So I believe that Plessinger going back will be more comfortable because he's with people that he's won with. So I think yep. he'll, he'll feel home. Dylan staying with Star Yamaha and not leaving to factory Yamaha is the best thing that could have ever happened to him because yep. he could stay with the same people that know him. So I think the whole thing moving there is great for AP. I think it's great for Mookie. I think it's great for Dylan. And I think they will get more out of the bike for those guys, not necessarily get more. In fact, to tell you the truth, they might get less out of the bike 
which will be better for those guys. So um, I think it's a perfect fit for all of them moving to star. I think that's great. Um, Again, I just, I, I, I feel like for, all three of those riders, it just it, it it's just a tough year. It's yeah. a tough year, and I, I yeah. they're gonna have to be they're gonna have to be at their best of best to really break through because the class is so filthy. Yeah, that's, more so that's if, where I sit. More so for Aaron Plessinger as well. Like Plessinger needs a breakthrough year to secure himself another ride. It's simple as that. Because let's be honest, the last couple of years they haven't been good, and he needs. It's just and, and like it's just bad timing. Like this. Like, what was the stat? It was like 19 people in this class have won a race before. Mm. Like, it's just, yeah, it just, it's not working in his favor. So, it'll, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But, but I, I hope that the teams out there will look and be able to look past the paper yeah. yep. on what Aaron does. Because Aaron, if he has a solid year with no injuries and just builds and say he ends up ninth in points in Supercross and eighth in outdoor, I hope that the teams out there realize how good that is. Yeah. That's really good for him. Like it don't if he goes nine nine in indoor outdoor, that someone should jump on that because yeah. he, he just hasn't had a fair shot in, yeah. in my opinion. I and he hasn't been great. It, it's it's not like it looked good and then he had bad it's been bad, but I don't think it's been fully fair. Every time he's been get, gotten it going, he's gotten hurt on something super weird and it's not his fault. Like yeah, the yeah. Day, he got fifth in Atlanta and then went to Daytona and he was out. It's yeah. like so for Aaron again, I, I just hope he's not sitting there going, I better win or I'm not gonna be ever considered again or something like that. I yeah. hope that he goes Top 10 overall, indoor, outdoor, just like a rock. And then I hope someone goes, okay, now let's take Aaron or maybe Star keeps him and let him build off that. He's just never built off of anything. It's always coming from a problem. And it's, so for me, it's, it's just, I, I still think something's there, but I got to see a solid year all the way through for me to want to buy in because you just, I haven't seen that. I, I, I don't even want to, I don't even care. Don't win a heat race. Don't even be on the podium. Just do what Malcolm did last year. Like yeah, exactly. Malcolm was like six, seven, seven, eight, seven, six. Just do that. And I'm all in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's got to do that at a minimum. Yeah. At a minimum. For sure. All right. Well, Daniel, we got two more questions for you. If you got the time for them, um, staying on that star racing Yamaha, obviously Malcolm Stewart just touched on him. Going to that Yamaha. Um, personally, I'm so excited to see what he can do. He's a bigger, stronger dude, which is, as you said, has lent itself better to that Yamaha and that chassis. He looks filthy fast in everything that we've seen and heard from from the test tracks. I'm I'm excited to see if Mookie can build off what he did this year, as you said, those seven eights, you know, whatever. And if he can start running that Yamaha in that top five, I would be that. I reckon if that happened, he would have to be stoked with that season running that thing in the top five. I agree. So last year, uh, the night before Anaheim won, I went out to dinner with their team yep. and got to talk to him and Justin Hill and freeze. Like I got to talk to all of them and Malcolm told me, he's like, I just want to be solid. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, cause I'm like, dude, you got this, this Mookie speed, man. Like you got this, this crazy speed. And he's like, I just want to be solid. I just want to be solid. And I remember that night being like, okay, usually everyone's like, Oh, I want to win. I want to be on the play. And he was like, I just want to be solid. And he did it all the yeah. way through. He yeah. did exactly what he set out to do. 
like AP, like I said, he put together a solid year. Now from there, you can take it somewhere because you're coming off of a year of really like a foundation. And for him, I think the bike, like it's like with Barsha, it's the best fit for Malcolm is that bike. I think, I think it's the best bike for him. He's big, he's strong and that bike has power and needs some muscle. So it's like, he's now in the perfect situation coming off of a perfect year of what he needed. And now it's go time. The biggest challenge, of course, is a field of 19, whatever you said, guys that have won. So that's going to be a problem for everybody. But if you're looking for like a perfect fit, this is the perfect fit. I think the star guys are the type of people that will work super good with him. Yeah. Bike, fitness. He already works with Swanapool, so there's no change. The only change is going to be getting on a different bike that he likes and like had no problem with where, you know, that's not for everybody. So I love the fit. I, I love it. I don't know if he's a race winner title guy, but I can see everything from last year being better. Five, six, seven instead of seven, eight, nine. Like I I can see it all moving forward um, because everything in his program seems to be just a little bit better for him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's finally on that factory bike too, which is something I think he's been chasing his whole career as well. Like, I mean, when he did, you know, let's go 250 class and he was on Geico, that's, that's a factory 250 effort. You know, he won a title, you know, and then since he's been a 450, he hasn't been on that factory bike. So now he's found that, you know, there's going to be a little bit of hidden motivation in that for him as well to go, right, now I've got the equipment. This is what I can do. Yep. I agree. I I love it all the way through. Again, you, you always look at the rider and the team and you ask yourself, like, is it the right fit? Um, and sometimes it takes a while to become the right fit. Eli Tomac with his Cowie was a pro. It didn't yeah. mesh because he was pretty much riding Villapoto's yeah. bike that was built for him. So it took him a couple of years. And now Eli, I, I, I can't even imagine him on anything else. It, yeah. It's so perfect now. It's yeah. like it's meshed. I think Malcolm and Star Yamaha is a right out of the gate perfect mesh. Like yep. it's 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 going to be good right away. There, I don't think there's going to be a learning curve for either one. I think they're just a perfect match, yep. perfect fit. Yeah, perfect. All right, well, that I got one more question for you. Um, we've talked about all the riders and and everything like that. And as I said, it's going to be an awesome season of of Supercross. I mean, we just can't wait. Like we we're sitting here and it's like, <laughs> is a Supercross season yet? Like, can we get to watch some racing? And I mean, and we're going to have it coming heavy at us with this new schedule. Um, what are you most looking forward to in the new schedule, the new layout, some new venues, things like that? Like, what are you most looking forward to as as you know you you get to be at all these events? I'm looking forward to flying half as much. <laughs> um, I like. I don't mind being away from home. I yeah. like. I like being there. I love being there. I, Salt Lake was so rad. I love it. I hate airports. I hate parking at airports. I hate every single thing about the travel. I hate it. Yeah. I love being there. So if I can cut my flights in half and be, I mean, I'm going to be there twice as much yeah. and fly half as much. So yeah. for me, the schedule is so good. Yeah. Uh, I wish they were closer to home because there's, I'm on the West coast and yeah. mostly everything's center East. So, you know, I wish I could, you know, be closer. So maybe I could have family flying a little more or whatever, but honestly, I'm just, I'm looking forward to being there and kind of having that summer camp feel again. Salt Lake was so rad. Like I love being there and like, it was like home for a while. So I'm, I like having these little mini, these little mini camps that we're going to. Um, but yeah, like I said, just cutting the flights in half is the best part. I, I hate airplanes. <laughs> yeah. I would drive. I would drive. <laughs> if I didn't have responsibilities at home, 
I would load up my family and I would just drive like Kevin Windham did for five years and just go from race <laughs> to race. Like, I, I hate flying. I hate it. So what round can we see you bust out Petrogan? What round what? What, what round are you going to bust out Petrogan? The, uh, the, the blazer. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I got to... <laughs> I got to talk to NBC, get an approval, but dude, I might come right out with it. Dude, I mean, do it. Not, right? Just roll with it straight right off. Up. I mean, straight up, dude. Honestly, I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm, a, I'm about 10, 15 pounds lighter than I was a year ago. <laughs> and that shirt was kind of hard to get into. I got to be honest, the buttons were like screaming <laughs> to stay on. So it, do, it, it looks better on me now. Um, yeah, so I... I don't know. I, I'll hey, I'll put it this way. I'll bring it to Houston. I don't know if I'll have the courage to bring it out round one, but by the third one, we'll bring Pedrogan out. Yeah, boy. You'll be back in. You'll be back in. Well, look, Daniel, we appreciate your time coming on our show. You know, for us, we we just try to get as many insights as we can into the industry over there. Like, yeah, at the moment, we are all stuck. Well, I wouldn't say stuck, but we can't come over and be a part of it as we, we would love to. Um, but, you know, you get giving us your time, coming on the show here, giving us your insight. You know, you're, you're one of the best in the business when it comes to analyzing this stuff. Like we're both fans of, of obviously your po- podcast, the, the main event moto ones, um, you know, and you, you give us all this insight that, you know, not too many people can give. So for you, for you to give us, you know, an hour of your time right now, we really do appreciate it. No problem. You did, like I said, you, I, lo- I love this stuff, and I know you guys do too. And I, when I'm there, I, I'm working. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an insider. I'm in the sport. But every other minute of the day, I'm a fan. Yeah, so like, you, you hit me up. You're like, you want to come to the show? I'm like, talk about dirt bikes, <laughs> supercross. Yeah, like you know what I mean. I, I'm just. I, I, I'm very grateful that I'm still in the industry in the way that I am. Like I, I, I tell people this all the time when you're a racer and you get towards the end, it's like really scary. You just don't know like what life's like. And for me, I went a couple of years too long because I did, I was so scared. And the fact that I was able to get into this now and I am able to do what I'm doing and still be there, but not sleeping in the van. Yeah. Now I'm sleeping at the West End. Like, yeah. dude, life's good. So, but when I get away from there, I'm like a just a total nerd fan. Like, yeah. so you do. You want to talk dirt bikes? Hit me up. Let's talk. I love it. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like you talk about the whole fan because when you replied to my email, I rung Trent at one a.m. and I was like, dude, he replied. He's keen, and we're like both like fanboying over the phone at like one in the morning on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny is I, 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 that is still weird to me because I was a racer for so long. I was a privateer in the back of the pits. I mean, dude, I've slept in the van outside Anaheim Stadium so many times. Like, yeah. And that, and now I have people are like, I'm a fan of you, and I'm like, that's weird yeah. to me. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't feel like I feel like I feel like a just a fan podcaster guy, but I, I get to wear a Pedrogan every once in a while. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. So. Yeah. yeah. So, we, we, so I appreciate hearing it. It's, it's humbling and it, it is weird to me still, but uh, I, 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 we're all the same, man. We're we're diehard crazy fans. Yeah. So I, to wrap with you guys is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. No, we pre- we appreciate it. As you said, like when you said that about you know what what it's scary like. I mean, I didn't make it to the level of sport even you did. You know, but for me, like I I quit, came back like three or four times before I realized that I needed to not <laughs> go racing anymore. <laughs> and and then I sort of like, well, I want to still do something with the sport, and that's how all this sort of started. Was like. Man, I love the sport so much that I'll even 
try and race every now and then to, to get that fixed. But now that I get to do this and, you know, meeting people like yourself, like, you know, and people that are like-minded that sit down and, you know, just want to talk about racing. And, you know, as I said, we have conversations that we're just like, if people could hear what we're talking about right now, it's ridiculous. Like the, the detail that we go into and, and we're halfway around the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we wish we were there so we could get, you know, riding involved with it. Like, like you guys get to. It's, it's, I've actually, I've got to, I've got to go to this story. This <laughs> last story. Come on, you got to let him go. Salt Lake City. Um, no, that's good. That's here. He's he's smirking, so it's a good one. What do you got? Salt Lake City. Like Daniel's doing the whole pit reporting thing from the grandstand where the fly racing zone is. Yeah. I have a screenshot of my TV of Daniel standing next to my photo, <laughs> literally in the grandstands. I sent it to fucking everybody. I was like, yeah, boy, that's that's, that's me. Next like to next, your photo? Yeah, you were standing there. Because you I think it was the person next to me won one of the vouchers or won one of the like the gift uh, things. Yeah. And I was like taking photos of a scene to him. I was like, yeah, that's like, I'm right next to Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's funny. I, yeah, th- those were pretty funny because I, they wouldn't tell me the winner until like the, you know, the last second I have to go find it. And they're like, Hey, no row L over. And I'm like, where is it? And then I'd find it. And I'm like, could you guys put it at the end? So I don't have to go digging through it. Like <laughs> move, go up there and move the, the photo like, oh. I mean I almost bailed out of the stands a couple times like, <laughs> you imagine just seeing yeah, it, it cool. see a camera of you just like wandering around <laughs> trying to find this thing that would have been its own comedy oh. skit in itself watching Daniel just roam around the thing looking, looking for, for this names. picture <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what? I'll tell you a little TV production thing too that you don't know all of those were taped during the first commercial but played later. So I had because because of, of where I had to be at times. So I'd have to run up there, do all that, run back down, and then they would play that clip like an hour later. Yeah, yeah, so right. Those yep. were all. Everything's live, but every once in a while, based on timing, like something might have to be done and moved, or you know whatever. So those most, I, I'd say five out of the seven, I think, were all taped. And then I was back down on the track, and then I'll be watching the screen. All of a sudden, it popped back out. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot I did that. Like, <laughs> what am I doing up it, there? It's just it's very weird how we pull off something. Yeah, a little, little insight into the TV. All right, Danny, well, we'll let you go, mate. Thank you again for coming on, uh, giving us your time, and hopefully here in the future we can uh, reconnect and you can give us some more uh, some more insight, especially once Supercross is sort of rolling through and we're, we're sort of halfway through series or something. You got it, guys. No problem. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll chat soon. Excellent. Right, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Cheers. Daniel Blair on the show, dude. I have to give you props. That's <laughs> that's a yeah. I can't even put it into words right now. That was pipe dream. And okay, I'm going to be honest with you. This is real talk. When I did my homework and reached out. I thought there was ten percent. Oh, yeah, I got a reply. Yeah, within five minutes, and this was at midnight my time. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm cool. I'm in." Sweet. I was like, "What?" Yeah, and then I believe I rung you. No, I ring you. I text you. I was like, "I don't give a fuck if you're asleep." We got DB. Yeah, no, what a cool guy, man. Like, no, that was sick. That that's man. That was so much fun. You know, talking to him about all that stuff. Uh, he's so knowledgeable and, you know, and he loves to bench race. Like he, one of the things in like, obviously 
you don't see this until you can watch it or hopefully I can get his uh, his video, his face and everything on the cam was when we threw a question at him and it threw him, his facial expression was, you could see and bang, he had an answer. Yeah. And it wasn't a three-word answer. Yeah. It was a freaking couple paragraph answer yeah. that was just and once he'd said it you're just like that makes perfect sense yeah holy shit what yeah f- yeah yeah no he's yeah I'm a, I'm a you know a big fan of his stuff like i listen to all his stuff and i you know he's a little different than everyone else like he doesn't just the way he thinks about the sport and that i i really enjoy that and i mean from that conversation dude i hope we have a lot more conversations with him because that was you do realize you owe him ten dollars right yeah well yes we'd put it the bet is that we put five bucks but in america and that's like 10 bucks australian yes but i'm gonna win and you got he's gonna have to pay me two dollars <laughs> fifty no, and i'm gonna pay you five dollars he, he could pay me five dollars american i'm making money um but nah dude we it's just super appreciative for for him coming on the show and and then the 250 pod as well dark side coming on as well we we appreciate both those guys um you know to give us their time it's especially it's, like where Literally trying to uh, connect with America over an iPhone yeah. while in a studio yeah. and make it work. Yeah. Like, it's a big feat. I, yeah, that was... Dude, we're super proud of what you've done. This, this is beyond my expectations. We are. We've, we've got our next goal, but we can't... We, we're not going to say it just yet, but we know what it is. Yeah. I think we talk about it in the show. We do, and I've <laughs> got a like feeling it. it's... A lot closer than uh, than we think. Than we think. Yeah. Well, let's let's see how we go, mate. But uh, as I said, massive shout out to them. So much stuff to unbox in this 450 class. We could have went for another two hours, but um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. We just keep going round round circles because this season is going to be stacked. Okay. Lead pipe lock, real quickly. <laughs> Houston won 450 winner. Who is it? Uh, well, you know the first name that popped in my head. And I, Who is it? AC. Okay, quickest qualifier. AC. Uh, 250. 250. Who's winning 250 class, Houston? Uh, dude, that's hard because we don't know who's going. Give me one name. Oh, f- I reckon Faulkner, if he rides that coast. 450. Who turns the most heads round one? It's funny because he, he shouldn't turn heads, but Barsha on that gas gas. <laughs> A solid. That's solid. I'm with you on that. I can, I'm on that vibe. What about you? Um, okay. I'm going for a 450 winner. It is either going to be Cooper Webb or Eli Tomac. Mm. Quickest qualifier of the day is going to be Adam Cincerudo. That's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> now we've said that, we've probably fucking jinxed the poor guy. Sorry, um, sorry, AC. We two, may never have you on the show. <laughs> 250. It is going to be the number... 18 mm. of Jet Lawrence. Yeah. And biggest, like, biggest dude is going to go there and turn heads, dude. It's Savachi, 100%. Mm. Mm. I, 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 and if it's not, I'm probably not going to be here. <laughs> no show Monday. <laughs> no it's show, all right. No show Monday. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. We just won't be live anymore. <laughs> Our live stream's gone. He's blown up. He's gone home. <laughs> Goodbye. No, that's... Dude, as I said, I think I think we, we're we going to have another show before we get stuck in. And once we're a lot closer, I think we're going to be able to see a lot more stuff coming out of Christmas here of who's where, who's at what level, who's injured, who's not. And uh, we're definitely going to have to put down our picks yep. uh, and make that happen. But, so uh, I'm pretty sure we could probably announce it right now, but Moto Limited Show is going to have a personalized fantasy page, which is going to be up in the next two weeks. So to join that, obviously, you do your 
normal fantasy and then there will be a password which will be on our Facebook page. You enter that password and then you're inside our fantasy group for yeah. the 2020 Supercross season. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the Pulpamax Fantasy yes, League. Yeah, the- so if if you haven't been involved, get involved. It's it's uh, not like the Rocky Mountain Fantasy where it's just pick your top five in a wild card. This is it's if you know American football, there's yep. points and uh, it. it Unless you've been around it, it doesn't make, but it's so much fun. You get to look at some of these, there's handicaps and that's the word I was and, looking for. And finally, me and Trent get to prove who's, who's better. Who's better? Who who's are we going to see who knows the sport? Which a lot of that game is luck. I bet you mean you are like last of the leaderboard. Yeah. We're fighting for the, like, for the, the spoon. final spot. Yeah, we think we're all over <laughs> yeah. it. And every time we get or something, it doesn't. But um, no, we, we've got a lot of things coming. This is will be our final show of 2020. Um, we've pre-recorded it, so it feels like it's a long way away from saying that, but this is the last show for 2020. We are back 2021, bigger and better, um, you know, investing a lot more back into this show. As I said, the live stream here, uh, the 4th of January will be the first show back of 21. It will be live. You'll be able to interact with the show, send messages through on Facebook or on YouTube, um, and be involved with the show, ask questions while we have guests on. We're still obviously trying to work guests and co-host for that show. Yeah. Um, it's been so focused on these ones um, but we will have all that announced to be coming through social media we'll start ramping that up we've got so many plans we we appreciate everyone who's sticking in there and, and listening into these shows new listeners coming on board go back and listen to some of the old stuff and hopefully it's gotten better I feel like we've gotten a lot better since the old <laughs> stuff um, but we're, we're trying to grow this thing um, we've got sponsors coming on board now which is awesome and, and um, look man I'm, I'm so stoked I can't it's a little bit of a reflection, but dude, you talked to me when this thing started April. I think it was April, March of this year. I started this. June, nah, June, so I can't remember now. It's been a blur, but dude, I would not think we're sitting. Blur or blur? <laughs> Let's just say that I would not be sitting here saying that we just uh, we've just nailed out some podcasts and and had Darkside and Daniel Blair on. There's no way I would thought I would have got to that level. And um, it's funny the week that I sort of joined the show and we spoke like we'd spoken for two weeks prior to actually doing a show. You were like, oh, I'm sort of worried at the moment. Like, we've got no content at the moment. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, <laughs> things t- things turn quickly. Which, oh. which again, as I said, I've got to I've got to give you all, all the praise for that. You you've been working behind the scenes and making this happen. And you know, there, we got so much coming for 21. It's ridiculous. Like even even personally with the live announcing, I'm going to be doing as well. Like, I feel like I've just. Uh, I can't go racing anymore because I'm just not good enough, but I still want to be in the sport. So I'm trying to do as much as I can to bring as much to the, to the people. Um, you know, I've, that's, that's always what it's been about bringing people content, bringing people something to listen to, enjoy, be a part of like, I have you know, no issue with people wanting to come in studio here, be a part of the show. Dude, ask me yeah. <laughs> if you can come in studio, come and sit in the hot box, uh-huh. <laughs> which, which for 21 new studio coming. So that's coming as well. We've got, we got heaps coming on, but, you um, worked on an aircon sponsor yet? Nah, that's, that's yeah, we're working. <laughs> we got work on an aircon sponsor. <laughs> um, the new studio would be cooler and nicer, but, uh, look again, pretty, Appreciate it. If you want to be involved with the show, get in contact with us through social media. Um, because you know, heaps of stuff coming. I can't, man, I can't even name the stuff. But uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening, being a part of this for 2020. 
So stoked. Um, 21, bigger, better, badder. We are coming in just hot. Beginning. We're coming in hot. Um, again, these two shows pre-recorded, so we appreciate you listening. 4th of Jan. Tune in, 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be live. We're going to be out of Ben trace the crap out of it. All of our Australian stuff starting to come together too, Nick, over the last couple of uh, couple of weeks here. Yep. Things are coming out. We're getting to see who's riding for who. Some big changes, obviously, with Clout and, and uh, Gibbsy. Gibbsy, yeah. Essentially switching teams, even though Gibbsy was in... I mean, Clout was in America, but... I think that's going to be very good for Gibbsy. Huge. Like, let's see. He will do really, really well on that bike. Yeah. Uh, Yuri runs a very tight ship, mm. from what we can tell. Yep. But it's just... We'll see how it pans out. Yeah, it's him, and we've, we'll uh, we'll go through all that as well as we get closer. But that's going to wrap us up here, Show 22. Again, massive thank you to the sponsors involved with the show, MPE Suspension, Pro Powder Powder Coating, and TCX Boots for jumping on board here for 2021. We appreciate all them. Appreciate, Nick, your hard work here in the last couple of months to get this going. Um, I'd like to say a massive thank you to my wife, Jessica, for putting up with all of the tired this hours we've been putting into this and feeding, trying to make this feeding, me. feeding Nick while he's been here <laughs> trying to put his hours in as well to get it up to speed um, and uh, yeah giving us giving us the opportunity to chase a dream uh, that, that I've had for a little bit um, thank you everyone who reaches out actually and, and comments into the show gives us feedback we appreciate that um, again we're doing this for you guys so let us know what's going on and we we want to make it happen and be the best thing that you guys want to listen to so absolutely let's uh let's wrap that up show 22 massive show uh wrap 2020 as well in a in one show show number 22 of 2020 <laughs> a lot of 20s going on there yep. um but we will be back next year back for more action but until then we'll see you on the next one cheers Moto limited network we've been out filming for the last two days i'm knackered Trying to get home, and we're running out of fuel, and we're about 13 k's from home.